Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. Before I moved a few months ago, I was spending time with my younger sister, who had just turned 12. I'm 22 for reference. My sister has recently gotten into really girly things, like painting nails, doing glitter paintings of ponies. I'm not even kidding. One night, she asked me if she could paint my nails, which I agreed to. Only, we didn't have any nail polish in the house. Since it was fairly late at night, about 9 p.m., I decided to take her to the local 24-hour Walmart near our home. While at Walmart, I left my sister in the nail polish aisle and went literally one aisle over to grab some eyeliner from the makeup aisle. When I came back, I noticed my sister uncomfortably crouching near the nail polish while a teenage boy stood over her. This boy was around 17, maybe 18, thin, blonde, unkempt looking. As I approached, I could hear him talking to my sister in a low voice. How old are you? Are you here by yourself? This might make more sense if my sister was a very young child, but she's definitely preteen looking, not young enough to look like she's just lost in a store. I could see that she was staring at him, petrified. Strangers never just approach her out of nowhere and start talking to her. So I walked up and said, Hey, did you find what you wanted? while giving the teenager an unimpressed look. Instead of skedaddling, this guy turned and gave me an assessing stare right back. His eyes were very flat and still, but his mouth kept twitching into several versions of the same weird smile. I noticed that he had a really nasty scar on his throat. I stood next to my sister and waited for him to go, but instead, he cooed to her. How old is your sister? Does she want to hang out too? Without saying a word, I pulled my sister away and we went to the other side of the store. I asked her who that guy was and she said she had no idea. After a few minutes of shopping around, I had almost completely forgotten about the encounter until we came back outside of the parking lot. As I was loading our stuff into the car, I noticed the same teenager walk out of Walmart pushing an empty shopping cart. I saw him glance around, just leave the shopping cart in the middle of the lot, which is a dick move by my account, and then run off to his car. I thought he was a weirdo and just didn't give any more thought to it. I had to go left when leaving the parking lot to get back home, but the street had a median, so that turning left was impossible, and there were no U-turns allowed for a mile down the way, so I decided to take a right out of the parking lot, turn into a neighborhood, flip a Yui there, and then head home. I hope that makes sense. As I was executing this stupidly complicated procedure in order to get us in the direction of home, I noticed a car tailing us out of the Walmart parking lot. It was the same car I had seen that teenager get into, which started to give me the creeps. I could see that there was only one person in the car, a man, so I'm 99% sure that it was him. By the time I turned into this random neighborhood, I was positive that he was genuinely following us. Just to be sure, 
I began speeding up. Sure enough, that car sped up too, to the point that we were both going 40 to 50 in this residential neighborhood. I took six completely random turns just to confirm that this person was really following. Most of these turns were made at the last minute, no blinker, and he stayed right on my tail, matching my speed, taking every turn that I did. I told my little sister to dial 911 and press call if this guy kept following us. Luckily, we weren't in our actual neighborhood, but then I realized that with all of the random turns, I'd actually managed to get kind of lost and couldn't remember where the exit to the main road was. Meanwhile, this guy was speeding up so much so that he was nearly hitting the back of my car. He starts laying into the horn, long honks that shattered the silence of this dark, empty neighborhood. I couldn't fathom why he would do that, since he probably woke up all of the people that we drove past. I had no idea what to do. I was lost. I didn't know where the neighborhood exit was, and I was just helplessly circling around this place while some creep tailed the shit out of me. The guy unrolled his window and began to wave at us. Not frantic, hey, stop, wait kind of waves either but taunting, toodaloo waves. I was dumbfounded. I remember uttering to my sister, what the fuck? It all ended when another car turned onto the same street we were zooming down, so that they weren't directly behind me. He slowed down for some reason while I sped ahead, and I managed to get to the neighborhood exit and back onto the main road before he could catch up. By the time I made it home a few miles away, there was no sign of him. My sister and I didn't speak of the incident again, but it's always really bothered me. He was probably just some asshole teenager looking to scare a girl and her kid sister because he had nothing better to do, but I really can't think of why he would act in such a way. My sister said she was at the same Walmart with my mom and thought she saw him hanging around the makeup department once more, but luckily he didn't see her. Maybe he only zeroes in on the girls that he thinks are alone. Anyway, this whole teenager who creeps on preteen girls, let's not meet again. But if we do, I'll probably try to hurt you. I'm normally a nighttime walker because I have a cat that roams as well. I sometimes like to make sure he's okay or that the roads are clear. I don't want to get into more details about my cat being outdoors, but I do come from a toxic, abusive family dynamic, and they don't allow him inside. I'm also on disability, so, yeah, I'm a loser still living at home. Anyway, I'm 36 years old, and I make sure I'm aware of my surroundings, and I take precautions when I'm walking. I've had randoms stop and ask me questions, but never experienced something like this. So I walk out at midnight, I normally do a brisk walk, and I'm fine. But this time, as I'm reaching the end of the street, and I'm turning back to walk back home, a man in a big white van stops and asks me a question. He asks, Ma'am, what are you doing out here? Why are you out so late? I say that I'm walking back home. He then proceeds to suggest that I take a lift home from him because he doesn't want to see me walk home alone late at night. I decline his request and tell him to leave me alone, that I can walk home safely if he carries on driving. 
So he drives his van, but then makes a U-turn back to where I'm walking, as if to watch me on my path home, perhaps looking to see where home is. I stop walking, waiting for him to go past, but he doesn't. He stops his van. He leans out the window and says to me that he just wants me to get home safe, and again requests me to get in his van. Once more, I declined. Now I'm getting pretty angry. I tell him to stop following me home. I'm a woman and I won't show you where I live. He then drives off, but slowly, steadily creeping down the street. When he pulls off to the side of the road, at the stop sign at the end of the block. I decided to take a U-turn and run into one of the roads where I can hide. He doesn't show up, and I think he's gone. So when I come out of hiding, I walk slowly just in case I were to see him. I then see a car's headlights approaching around the bend as I quickly jump into this arrangement of big plants on the sidewalk. I easily duck down, and the driver couldn't see me but I saw his white van driving real slow past me as he turned onto the road that I had just come from. He then makes a U-turn and goes back the way that he came from. I waited a while longer. I felt like a cat at the moment, hiding, waiting for a safe time to emerge once more. Finally, the coast was clear and I couldn't see his van anywhere. So that's when I made a run for home. Thank goodness I made it home safe and sound. I made sure to look around me and in the shadows to see if he parked his van anywhere, but I didn't see it. I don't know who that man was and whether he was really looking out for my safety, although I doubt that. Emerging from nowhere after midnight in a vehicle that we've all been trained not to get into, yeah, I'm glad that I passed on that ride. For anyone soon to suggest that this man was just a good Samaritan, looking out for my well-being, well... You weren't in my shoes that night. You didn't feel what I felt. And I have to remind you what our parents told all of us growing up. Never get into a car with a stranger. I work as a child care professional, and one of the kids that I look after has recently gotten into hiking. I decided to take him to a really cool trail in Salt Fork State Park. We were all set to hike to Hosack's Cave after parking right near the beginning of the trailhead. The entire trail is about half of a mile, which is why I chose this trail for our hike that day. I also chose this trail because any time that I had been on it before, it was very busy and full of people, a very popular spot which made me feel secure. However, this past summer, we had a cluster of severe storms, which caused massive damage to the trail. So to my surprise, it was much more difficult and completely empty when we got there. I wasn't bothered by the trail being obviously empty, because there was a small construction crew working on a bridge that was just barely visible from the trailhead. He was still up for the hike, despite the entire width of the trail being washed out, until it was no more than a foot wide with a 6-12 to 12 foot drop off into a creek bed that was solid rock and several downed trees. He's a very athletic kid, and I was confident in his abilities if he was, and he was so excited to tackle our adventure. We made it all the way to a platform that allows you to see the entire cave, 
There were many downed trees surrounding the platform, and it was actually closed at this point. But we had made it this far, so we decided to maneuver around the platform and proceeded the few hundred feet into the cave. We spent the most time in this area due to the difficulty, so I know exactly what it looked like. There were tree roots directly under the platform, and you could climb down either side of them. It's also worth noting that Hosak's cave is much more like a cliff, with an overhanging rock formation and a trickle of a waterfall directly in the middle. It's not a creepy, closed-up cave by any means. It's very open and rather beautiful. When we reached the cave, I noticed a candle that was not burning recently, but had been at some point, sitting on a large rock that had a heart carved into it. I chalked it up to someone having a date or something and disregarded it. He wanted to climb to the top, where I noticed two more candles and three stacks of small rocks that had been stacked up by somebody. I definitely felt weird at this point, but it was about this time that he found a small puddle full of baby salamanders and wanted to catch them. It was the happiest that I'd seen him in a very long time, and I didn't have the heart to tell him that it was time to go. We spent about an hour catching baby salamanders, and I watched him have the time of his life. We finally decided to leave, and when we got to the platform, dead center in the middle of the tree roots, was a wet washcloth hanging that was absolutely not there before. He noticed it as well, but didn't pick up on the severity of the situation that we were now in. At that moment, I factually knew two things. One, someone was watching us, and we didn't see them. Two, they were now potentially hiding in the woods, and made it a point not to be seen, but to leave an object to be noticed. There was no running back with the narrow trail, and I was not about to tell him that we were in potential danger. I told him to go in front of me, and I just kept encouraging him that he was doing great over and over, and that seemed to speed him up naturally. I never saw anyone while we were on the trail. We got to the car, and I locked the doors immediately. On our way out of the park, a very dirty man, probably in his 30s, came out of the woods and made a point to stare at me with the most empty expression that I've ever seen. The man followed me with his eyes and head as I drove by him and continued to stare at me until I couldn't see him anymore. I knew the third fact at that point. He made it a point to make himself apparent to me, and the facts one and two were absolutely true. That stare stuck with me for days, and I considered counseling after this as it bothered me for several weeks, causing bouts of severe anxiety. I tried to tell myself that maybe we just interrupted his bath time and he was camping and didn't want to startle us. After all, the crazy looking man had ample time to do anything that he wanted while we were catching those salamanders. I just cannot in any way rationalize why he stared into my eyes the way that he did if he wanted to go unnoticed. Deep down, I know that it is much more likely that it was a deliberate action intended to scare me. The kid I was with never had any idea how panicked I was, and to this day, it is the most fun that I've ever seen him have. He brings it up regularly, and it was a very positive experience for him. But for me, it was one of the worst experiences ever, and it makes me feel so sick and disturbed to this day. <laughs>